Dead Men Tell No Tales? Dead Men Work No Retails. I mean, they do, though, because they're fucking dead inside. <laughs> and we're here telling our stories. Yeah. Attention staff and customers, the time is now 5pm and the store is officially closed. Please make your way to the nearest exit and we thank you for joining us this evening as we pay a close attention to retail. listened to the episode last week and you actually cut out the segment where I spoke about my DVD player <laughs> and, and you do that every week. You cut it out. <laughs> Welcome. You are listening to a couple of neurodivergents, uh, a couple of guys who basically hit 30, had a slight midlife crisis and decided to start a podcast, which is uh, pretty much what everyone does now. Pretty standard. Yeah. As you do. Post-COVID. We're on the bandwagon. What of it? <laughs> I'm Ryan, and accumulatively, I have spent 12 years in retail uh, and quite a few more on top in customer service in general, um, and very recently, in the last couple of years, was finally diagnosed with depression, which has helped quite a little bit, and that's part and parcel of what this is all about. An opportunity to look back and uh, break some things down. I didn't know you were depressed. You doing Okay. Mate, we'll worry about that in another episode. You're right. <laughs> I'm only going to ask today. And you're no longer depressed, are you? Oh, 100%. I just got over it. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Uh, just got over it. Once, once I knew. Yeah. Just go to therapy. Have yeah. a chat. So simple. Five minutes. So simple. Exercise. Mm-hmm. Uh, drink some water. Yeah. Uh, get some sunshine. Just go get up on. and have a shower. Yeah. It's the best thing in the world. Easy Best done. thing in the world. Mm. Fixed to me. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you've solved that problem, Ryan, because <laughs> we're here to solve several more. I've also had... Uh, Yeah, quite a number of other traits related to other things, specifically ADHD and a very small kind of toe in the water towards autism as well. And it's, uh, yeah, there's, it's a tricky slope. It's a tricky slide, Um, but managed to make do. Uh, The other problem is, is that I still haven't seen a doctor about those ones. Uh, Funnily enough, I keep forgetting to make an appointment, keep forgetting to organize that and do something about that. Classic procrastination. Oh, look. Sometimes I forget. What am I talking about? That was not a joke. Okay. I genuinely forgot (laughs) mid-sentence. I'm Lane. Um, I have struggled with depression and anxiety pretty much since my late teens. Well, more my whole life really, but it was sort of around that time where I found out what it actually was and what it actually meant. Um... And then earlier this year, I was actually diagnosed with ADHD and also found out I am autistic. So that's been uh, a big thing to learn and sort of absorb and and sit with, but makes a lot of sense. Um, Yeah, it's been good to know what I'm dealing with. I mean, I've I've always felt like there's something about me that was different and that I didn't really quite fit in in this world um yeah so it's nice to put a face to the name so to speak um or a name to the face uh even and people have called me all sorts of names (laughs) to my face (laughs) (laughs) you know people have called me names to my face for (laughs) for years um sometimes probably even behind my back mate none that i'm openly aware of at least none i'd say to your face mate you say i'm all to my face (laughs) you're the worst culprit not true. We're best friends. Colleagues. Our relationship is strictly collegial. 
professional through and through. Mm-hmm. Professional with a jocular tone. That's rich nerd. Yeah, all right. But yeah, it's just helped me put a lot of things in perspective and make sense of a lot of strange things that have happened throughout my life. Another thing about me is I actually had cancer uh, about five years ago. So that was a very heavy thing to go through in my 20s. Um, But yeah, all all good now. Um, One of the things that stands out about that to me is I sort of compare it to a character from Rick and Morty. For those of you who don't know Rick and Morty, it's a uh, delightful little animated series, not for kids on Adult Swim. Uh... Check it out, weekdays. At, <laughs> uh, I don't actually know. <laughs> Mate, it's on streaming services, isn't it? It is, it's on Netflix. It is, yeah, new season. Yeah, new season, season six. hundred more seasons, Morty. <laughs> hundred years. We can only hope. We can only hope. Six seasons in a movie. This is the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, my grandpa. But I digress. Uh, basically, in the show, there is a video game simulation where you play as Roy. So basically, you play this character and you live out his entire life. And uh, one of the main characters, Morty, essentially, um, uh, yeah, sort of starts out with him as a kid having bad dreams and it sort of goes through life and he, you know, becomes the football star in, in uh, college, I believe. Uh, yeah. Something like that, yeah. anyway. Um, meets his future wife and, you know, they, they have a kid and uh, he ends up getting cancer and um, he goes back to work at the carpet store owned by his wife's father. And um, I always thought that was poignant because I essentially did the same thing. I um, <laughs> beat cancer and then I went, went back, back to, to work in store. the carpet store. <laughs> yeah, I don't even like carpet. <laughs> <laughs> it's also something that he's ridiculed for making that choice in the show which i always thought was quite entertaining it's a poor choice can't believe he went back to the carpet store i know <laughs> me either me either to be fair though if he didn't come back to the carpet store we wouldn't have uh, probably ended up where we are at the moment oh no i'd be dead <laughs> not just on the inside <laughs> every year at christmas um here's hoping <laughs> But no, we wouldn't be uh, we wouldn't be in this delightful little situation. We wouldn't have uh, bonded again. We wouldn't have uh, become the fast friends that we did. Oh, I thought we were besties already, but I, <laughs> I came back and you said that you know we, we didn't really know each other. It's true, it's true. And you you were de- you were devastated. I was confused. Oh, we'd spoken at least once. <laughs> the best of friends after one conversation. Absolutely. You disappear, come back. Look, mate, I've got the handbook from 1962, and it says <laughs> you speak to someone once, they are your best friend. Forever. And I just, I just didn't know how to take that. It was the first time I'd ever had social difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> I have never heard a bigger lie in my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it, it is true. I, um, in in some ways, I am glad that I did go back to the carpet store, so yeah. to speak. Because um, yeah, I met. Ryan and we became colleagues, colleagues. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's, it's remained strictly professional ever since. Always above board. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have similar shared interests, um, but we don't speak about them. No, it's not socially acceptable. No, definitely not. No, no. Only only work talk allowed. We write them down and we keep them to ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> 
we write them down to talk about them later and then forget where we wrote them down. Yeah. But it's a lot of those shared interests and uh, certainly working in that... Uh, Hostile quote, environment. ...quote-unquote carpet store together. Um, that kind of got us to where we are. A at lot the of scratchy carpet. <laughs> Mate, can't go with synthetics. Mm, wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> but I mean, that's how uh, that's how we started on this this uh, this little podcast. Um, from working in uh, in customer service together, I mean, I've got twelve or so years under my belt, uh, with a little bit more in. A few other industries here and there. Yeah, about the same for me. Yeah. I'm um, no longer in retail um, at the time of this recording. But if anyone's hiring, uh, I've got my resume. <laughs> I'll do anything. So yeah, basically, uh, thank you for joining us on this podcast. Uh, essentially, what we'll be talking about in uh, later episodes will be uh, about navigating a world that is designed for and mostly catered to neurotypical uh, types which for you know anyone with neurodivergent traits or tendencies, uh, it can be quite a struggle to... Um, there certainly can be a lot of, uh, I guess, unspoken troubles that pop up. Um, and I guess this is to both shine a light on that and let people who are suffering with those know that, you know, it's, it's not just you, it's, hmm. it is a thing. It's just hard to keep up with the demands of um, a society that has ever-changing rules and expectations. It is when the uh, when the lines keep moving, it's hard to keep track. Mm, definitely, even, even without other problems on top. Mm. Essentially, it's a to me, it's a world where there's so many people trying to stand out, and we're just trying to blend in. <laughs> just aliens wearing human skin, <laughs> and they're the wolves in sheep's clothing. <laughs> that is genuinely a very solid analogy. I'm a fan of that one. Sometimes have them. Some, sometimes when the stars align. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> when the brain cells collide. <laughs> so not often. No. no. And essentially this season specifically, a um, hundred more seasons, but uh, this is the first. And a movie. And a movie. Yeah, we, we thought would be a good place to start is talking about um, retail itself and mm. the entire consumerist system as, as a whole, basically, and, and the parts of that whole. So we thank you for joining us on this journey as we dive into some of the bigger problems with society. Yeah, just uh, trying to keep it real, trying to make it as digestible as possible. You know, we uh, we definitely understand it from both sides, uh, having both worked and obviously we are customers as well. So, um, yeah, trying to make it as transparent as possible. Yeah, so it'd most likely be us having a, having a bit of a vent, but mostly just exploring our own personal stories and experiences. This is definitely an opportunity to just vent. Yeah, <laughs> mostly. No one will listen, so uh, we figured we'd get that out on the air. Listen back to it later and just get more angry. Yeah, someone will tune in. <laughs> if we can get one view, I'd be very surprised because we are not a visual medium. <laughs> Hi, Mom. But yeah, if we can get a few people to listen, you know, job done. One thing that I have struggled with a lot over the years... Um, too much time working in retail is essentially trying to understand people and trying to you know observe those behaviors uh, and take them on board myself and uh, there's just so many things that have happened that I just cannot understand or process um, I spent a lot of time 
probably countless hours that would essentially equate to years, I would guess, that are, has just been years of wasted effort trying to understand the people. Probably taken years off my life as well. <laughs> so thanks. <laughs> it is it is a struggle. It is, uh, it, it's a difficult thing to wrap your head around even at the best of times. You know, people are very difficult to read, I feel. Um, mm. And having to be in such a people-centric, people-focused industry, it's it's very hard to navigate that, and it's difficult to stay motivated in that, in that field. Mm. Especially when people will just talk at you with no context, mm. no prior context whatsoever. No. Open a conversation with you that feels halfway through a conversation that they've already had yeah. with themselves mm. on the lead up. Yeah. <laughs> So I do not have your knowledge. <laughs> I do not know what you know. You're coming at me, but I'm kind of coming in halfway. Yeah. And I am so lost. Yeah. And that's exhausting, to be honest. But one of the bigger problems with retail is, you know, everyone has different values, different morals, different experiences, um, attitudes towards life, towards other mm. people. Um, and, you know, you want to assume that everyone will do the right thing. But it seems that so many people have their own rules and expectations. Oh, absolutely. Um, not only for themselves, but also for everyone else around them. Mm. And it's like, oh, yep, this is the rule for me, but this is this is the rule for you. <laughs> and that's also very confusing when, you know, you're trying to take all of it in and, and understand the world and your place in it. And when that's, yeah, ever-changing and, you know, you're told one thing by one person and then something completely different from someone else and then um you know when, when nothing seems to align it can be very very confusing oh absolutely you know it's hard enough because societally rules move boundaries shift but when individuals then have their own completely new set of rules and boundaries there is very little alignment at times. Mm. So you're focused on one thing, whether it be your own or your perception of society's boundaries, and someone comes in with something completely different and you are lost. You are sitting on a raft in the middle of an ocean with no island in sight. You know, two seconds ago there was a beach and you knew what you were doing. I thought I was in a retail store. <laughs> <laughs> Have I been having night terrors again? <laughs> Mate, these are day terrors. Absolutely. <laughs> People are day terrors. <laughs> uh, and then you wake up and you go to the carpet store. Oh, every day. <laughs> that fucking carpet store. Day in, day out. Uh, it just leaves you lost. And it's it's so exhausting. And it's so... Unintentionally demanding. Mm. And it's... Yeah, I, I sympathize with anyone who is... Uh, still in it. Sadly, I am still in it. Mm, that you are. But you got out. I did. And they pulled you back in. Uh, it's my own fault. Mm. It's my own fault. It is what it is. <laughs> but the point is, we do live in a society that has rules and expectations, and you know, there's that expectation that they're adhered to, and that is probably one of my very strong core values. So. When people live to bend and break those rules and boundaries, it just doesn't sit right with me. It's not something I can really process logically. Something else I can't 
uh, process logically is, you know, I go to the carpet store and they don't sell cars or pets. <laughs> Makes no sense. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned the uh, rules and boundaries, though, Lane. Uh, our first episode. What is that about? Security, I believe. Yeah. Hmm. It's, uh, it's definitely a solid one um, and definitely one that has very uncomfortable issues, uh, very awkward issues, in my opinion. It's always this awkward balancing act between internal and external factors because people have those self-governed rules and regulations and they are self-governed, which also means that people can be very opportunistic, people can be very you know, sudden. You know, someone you wouldn't necessarily expect to steal something is suddenly put in something because they saw an opportunity, they thought they could get away with it, and they're probably going to. But then there's the but then there's the internal factors where you are expected as someone who works in that store to stop it with absolutely no power, no options really. And it's just this horrible balance. Hmm. Definitely a difficult issue. And I guess it comes back to that, you know, setting the boundaries is that those standards are set, but they seem to differ from that internal side and that Mm. external side. You know, there's not really that alignment. Um, Because, you know, you you want to assume that everyone will do the right thing, but then there's people who will take advantage of that very sort of human approach to um, the issue. Yeah, absolutely. And um, there's also the, you know, like, where do you draw the line? Like, do you, you know, is is stealing a couple of grapes or, you know, like trying a couple of grapes in the grocery store the same thing as stealing, say, I don't know, a box of cornflakes? <laughs> it's tricky. But, yeah, people do just, I think, try and find a way to justify themselves as much as possible. Um, Everyone just seems to have their own justification for their actions and, you know, what is right and what is wrong to them isn't necessarily what is right or wrong to the law or to the community as a whole. Absolutely. I will always remember the very bizarre kind of social debate in regards to free fruit for kids at grocery stores. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously, it was something that they had in place. It was just designed for kids. You know, if you've got kids and you're coming in with them, chuck them a banana, chuck them an apple and keep them quiet, keep them healthy. But there were adults who would just grab something from it and walk around the store and it became this huge debate. Is it theft? Mm. You know, is that theft? And I think part of that genuinely comes down to where people believe that that justification is and where that boundary is. Well, here's the thing, Ryan. They're somebody's kid. They're somebody's child. You're not wrong. Mm. Uh, So I guess it comes down to how was it worded? I mean, that, that would factor in for me, but then it would also factor into the societal expectations of, <laughs> you know, it says that it's for kids. It's pretty clear what the intention is behind yeah. the whole program. Yeah. And that's sort of where it's like, for me, it would be like those two things, like, you know, how it's worded and the overall expectations or how it's marketed yeah. would sort of play into the context of, oh, this is literally for children. Yeah. Who, um. <laughs> You know, might not be getting enough fruit or, or whatever. Absolutely. But you've got those people who would always be looking for the loopholes mm. and trying to justify uh, what they can do within the confines of, oh, I'm not actually doing anything wrong. <laughs> and that's just it. It's, Lawful evil. 
Honestly. That's the alignment. Honestly. And as you see, it comes back to that self-justification, that that idea that they can put themselves into that box and call it lawful, yeah. even when it's not. Mm-hmm. And that has always frustrated me because that's also where that mentality of shrinkage comes into. The mm-hmm. idea that you can steal something from a, a big business because they, they factor it in. Yeah. It's almost like they expect me to steal because they know I'm going to do it and they factor it into their profit and loss. Yeah. And that's not the chaotic good side where it's like, you know, you're robbing from the rich and you're giving to the poor. Yeah. It's that lawful evil side where it's like, I am doing this for self-gain <laughs> and I'm technically not doing anything wrong, even though this is very morally questionable. <laughs> and as a chaotic good boy... <laughs> Lawful evil people are my sworn enemy. <laughs> I hate them, Ryan. I will not rest until they rest. <laughs> Their poor behaviours. Chaotic good boy. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just it. It's that stealing from a corporation for your own greed and your own reasons, which are completely selfish. Mm. It's that sort of mentality of, um, if I may quote The Simpsons, shoplifting is a victimless crime. And unfortunately, that that is kind of true, um, which I think is the more frustrating part. But I guess in my mind and as per my boundaries, the victim in that kind of theft... Is society as a is, whole. Is society Everyone as a whole. loses out. Absolutely. Especially if they take the last bit of fruit and then, you know, a hungry kid comes in and no apple for Johnny. He's hungry for apples, Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) Well, his mum's just going to have to buy him some cornflakes. Frosties? (laughs) Home brand. Rough. an exact change because no change it's just just an ex- it's just an extended cut taking the ten dollar bill giving me change it's cutting the mm, cutting the, bank cutting the ten dollar bill yeah. don't like it mm. don't like it exact everything only. should be ten dollars <laughs> we've invented a new economic system <laughs> we've solved <laughs> the world financial <laughs> crisis everything is ten dollars <laughs> <laughs> oh my god if only you need a lung Pack of cigarettes? $10. Flat screen TV? Well, that's $12 because it's it's a big item. (laughs) (laughs) Plus delivery. Mm. Delivery? $10. $10. $10 note? $10. $10 note? $10. I will remember this hilarious social debate about the free fruit for apples at grocery stores free free fruit for apples mm-hmm. it's not what I meant free to say fruit for chili. that's the one mm-hmm. got apples hungry for apples hungry for apples it's completely different to got milk yes <laughs> my man my man <laughs> <laughs>